1: To everyone, Mark Davison for Dennis Prager. My first order of business. Sean, I got that half second echo in my head. Busted! Uh, the technological headaches, the technological headaches of hitting the bat signal, uh, so that the, that I can come in and fill in for Dennis. Glad to be here today. Dennis back on Monday, and it's always a joy to come hang out in with the Prager audience. And uh, you know the phone number one eight Prager 8 Prager seven seven six. And you probably know me because I'm here with Relative Frequency. If not, I am the uh, happily engaged. Uh, I'm obviously well, not engaged. I'm long married, but I mean engaged. In the uh, the morning show here at six sixty a.m. The answer in Dallas Fort Worth, where we just had uh, just a big. Uh, shindig of a good time this morning with some of the top stories of the day. So let me offer them up to you and then as we are wont to do, uh, let's take some reactions to some things going on in the news, some things going on in the world of politics, some things going on in uh, in the culture, and then maybe do some broad conceptual things as well. I like to take a, uh, it's the, the, the sort of stuff that Dennis does with Ultimate Issues and I think that's worth doing. You can't just do, you know, hot breaking news every single day, although Lord knows there's plenty of it but there's some things that are sort of um, matters of principle that maybe by the time we get deep into the second hour or the third just some things i want to put my thumb on the pulse of here while i have the opportunity to say hi to the whole country i hope that everybody is good i hope that everybody is uh, having a good week you know good being a relative term i mean it's, you can have a great week even when things are crazy and the wrong people are in charge but i'll tell you what here's something i do at the beginning of every show and uh, the local folks love it, and I'm glad to do it on every network show that I fill in on. Uh, it it kind of helps me focus, and for those for whom it's helpful, I hope you are, uh, are, are find this useful as well. And that's before I say a word to you or we say a word to each other. Uh, let's have a word with the God who makes it all possible. Lord, guide us and protect us as we face the challenges of each new day. We thank you every day for this blessed nation and for your hand in creating it. Fill our hearts with the energy to protect the freedoms which come from you, which our nation was founded to protect. Lord, be with us as we chart a course out of this COVID nightmare. Help us to be smart and safe as we reclaim our lives. Guide us to fight for our liberties within the law and by following your law. Let us navigate these troubling times with a positive spirit, treating others as we would like to be treated. Lord, these are times of trial and times of challenge. Lift us as we follow your word and work for a better America, where our Constitution is honored, where our elections are reliable, where our borders work, and where our differences are hashed out with honesty and goodwill, and our freedoms of speech and worship are protected. As we face each day's problems, give us the clarity to pause, look around, and cherish our many, many blessings in our nation, our communities. And our families. If we follow you, Lord, we know we can get through anything. And we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. There. I feel better. I feel focused. You? All righty. Glad to have you here. 1-8 Prager776. Uh in no particular order according to size of news stories, because there's big stuff. You know, there's uh we have another mass shooting, which of course is gonna have people blaming the inanimate object. You know, out in San Jose, California, nine people taken down by a deeply tortured, disturbed soul. Uh, This is always the case. It's a people problem and not a gun problem. And the juxtaposition of this story with the uh, testimony of this gun-grabbing radical who's going to run the ATF, if we let him, David Chipman. Uh, Boy, how much questioning from Ted Cruz, Tom Cotton. John Kennedy of Louisiana, three of my favorite senators uh, to show that this guy won't even define what an assault weapon is because it's just a term for useful idiots in order to stigmatize virtually every sporting rifle or any rifle used for self-protection. And if anybody says, why do you need an AR-15? You ever have somebody hit you with that? Why do you need an AR-15? That's not how we talk in a free country. In a free country, if you have the right to have something, I mean, for example, why do you need a big honkin' Ford F-350 pickup? Well, guess what? I don't, but I want one. And if I want one, I can have one. And if you don't like it, you can mind your own business. That's how a free country works. That's how liberty works. We have a second amendment. Now, you know, are there limits to, to every you know, freedom we have? Is, is freedom of speech absolute? No. Fire in a crowded theater, slander, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, is uh, the right to keep and bear arms absolute? Can you put like a howitzer, you know, a rocket, you know, an RPG you know, on your shoulder in your front yard? It is certainly possible to, to proscribe those things without violating the basic right to keep and bear arms. But once you get to the most popular rifle in America that has a legitimate... Sporting use, any legitimate self protective use, this is what gun grabbing looks like. And they are coming for your guns. They are coming for your guns. And it's funny, there are things that people in my industry, that people in this talk show business could have said 20 or 30 years ago. And I've been doing shows for 20 or 30 years, almost 40, in fact, I know. Hard, though that may be the belief. Um, there are things that, that used to be sort of hyperbolic but are now true. If you're driving around listening to somebody, you know, doing shows in the late 80s or something, and somebody says, I tell you what, they're coming to get our guns. It's like, okay, there's some people who are probably going to restrict things a little more than we'd like, but they're not really coming to get our guns. Guess what? Today they are. Today the, the effort is underway. Yesterday's yesterday's hyperbole, yesterday's exaggerations are are today's astute observations. You know, late 1980s, just to pick the same time frame. Yeah, Mark, I tell you, those Democrats, they're socialists. Ah, oh, come on, come on, come on. They may lean in that direction, but they're just kind of, you know, classical liberals and it's not really socialism. Yeah, today, it's true. Today, I mean, not all of them, but today you got Democrats Parading around proudly with a sandwich board that says, I am a socialist, AOC, Bernie Sanders, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And by the way, those that don't admit to it or don't you know, answer to that label, they largely are anyway to the extent that they favor government control over so very, very many things. The Democrats of yesteryear are downright reasonable. Many of the Democrats of yesteryear would be center-right Republicans today. So anyway, so anyway. So there's 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 a big stories. Uh, the the COVID conversion is fascinating. The Biden administration is now open. Look at them, bless their hearts. They're now open to a discussion, to the, the the consideration that maybe just maybe we need to examine further. Oh, what was going on in that stinking lab? Oh, no kidding. Suddenly you're curious now. Because, silly me, I think my memory is not fuzzy on this. Every conservative on social media was onto this more than a year ago. And I don't mean people who are, you know, prancing around saying, well, I know it was a a Chinese bioweapon. Okay, relax on that a little bit, all right? Anything's possible. But I'm talking about simply those who dared to walk into the marketplace of ideas and say, you know, this is the evil Chinese. You know, this is a secretive lab. You know, they might have been involved in some research skullduggery that might not have been real kosher and might not have been, you know, carefully enough. Uh, they might not have been proper stewards over research that is the, this delicate, and this dangerous. And to say, to, to say that can get you blacklisted, get you kicked off social media. It probably would be, today it'd be probably identified as anti Asian violence to say such a terrible thing. Well, now those people stand vindicated and, um, on oh, Facebook, oh and bless their hearts at Facebook. At Facebook they say they will no longer banish you, no longer silence you if you post something that expresses some level of curiosity about where the virus came from. Oh thank you. Thank you so, so much. All right. Um we have this uh this infernal January sixth commission. It is the devil's work, and I'm only half kidding. Um Joe Manchin, one of the most likable Democrats, there are some, has said um, there is no excuse for any Republican to vote against it. Oh, really? Well, Joe, you remain a nice guy, but actually there is no reason for any Republican to give it a molecule of attention. And so I will share that with you. But intermixed with all these big stories, there's just one little thing that I want to share. I don't really believe in karma But if you are an Atlanta City Councilman, and you are running for mayor, and one of your things is to defund the police, that is the case with Antonio Brown. He was attending a ribbon-cutting ceremony at an event in Northeast Atlanta around noon. Four kids jumped into his car, stole the car. (laughs) Sorry that happened to him. Uh, Mark, Mark Davison for
2: Dennis. Eight hundred five hundred eighty-three eighty-four
1: Sounds like a plan. Dennis Prager show for Thursday, May 27th, 2021. All right, let's dive into your calls. Let me expand on just a couple of things I gave you a nugget of in the beginning. Joe Manchin's uh, tweet just now There is no excuse for any Republican to vote against this commission since Democrats have agreed to everything they asked for. Mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell has made this his political decision, thinking it'll help his 2022 elections. They do not believe the truth will set you free, so they continue. To live in fear. Joe, 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 Joe. Without regard to Joe's thoughts or Mitch McConnell's thoughts, here's the bottom line January 6th was terrible. Uh, The insurrection part was terrible. The 800 people who stormed the Capitol, terrible. My dog knows this. Everyone knows this. Against the backdrop of hundreds of thousands who went there on principle. And lawfully and proudly to contest the acceptance of electoral votes in the midst of a deeply troubled and tainted election, these few people, you know, made the whole day terrible. Thanks a lot, guys. Great big help. And there are so many prosecutions and so many investigations already happening. What in the world is it that we don't know? This January 6th commission is, first and foremost, needless. But just another needless commission, that's just a day ending in Y in Washington, right? It is malicious. It is weaponized. It is predatory. This commission exists for one reason and one reason only, and that is to destroy the Trump legacy and to insult every one of his 75 million, at least, voters. This will be a dog and pony show of tortured length in which constant references will be made designed to conflate. The few who misbehaved, and let's not take anything away from that or or downplay that, and spread that stigma across the entirety of the Trump legacy and everyone who voted for him. That is the Democrat game here. And no Republican, no Republican should want any part of it. We are in Chicago. Hey, John, Mark Davis, welcome. Happy Thursday.
0: Hello, sir. Thank you for taking my call. It's a pleasure sure. to speak to you again. Thank you. We disagree. We disagree about everything, but That's I part of our charm. enjoy talking to you. Thank you. Um, I am not at all surprised that you, like the rest of the Republicans, fear a congressional inquiry. Into I don't fear it at all. It's not, it's, not, it's not about uh, fear.
1: It's about recognizing gamesmanship for what it is.
0: Well, I, okay. well, you're cutting me off already, so I sense a little fear, but... I just want to say, <laughs> right. um, I think that since we had 10 investigations into Benghazi by Congress, I have, my personal belief is that when a mob of insurrectionists drunk on the lie that the election was stolen attacked congress hoping to overturn the democratic process we ought to look into why that happened now i know you disagree with that
1: no 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 okay let let me ask you this do do you do you not know do you not know you seem like a smart guy do you lack understanding on what happened that day what don't you know
0: well sir i know that without the lie that the election was stolen it wouldn't have happened
1: okay you're entitled to that view what else don't you i mean i actually asked you what what don't you know And there is no answer to that. You know everything. What what deep hidden secret is there that's yet to be discovered? Okay, like what? No, sir, you're wrong. Like what? Tell me what you don't know. know. I don't
0: know why it was so easy for all of those people to penetrate the United States Capitol. I don't fair know why point. it took so long. Fair be... point.
1: That, that's, that's a fair point. How in the question? world? How in the world? Will you have it. We, dude, we're on, a, we're on a time clock here. We're going to cover more ground if if we you know move at a somewhat quicker pace. That's a good question. Now, do we need some massive, politically charged, weaponized uh, grudge commission in order to answer that very good question? The answer is no, we don't.
0: Well, I disagree with your characterization of the commission. It would, in fact, be equally 50-50 Democrats and Republicans. Oh, so the idea that it is somehow politically slanted or weaponized is dishonest on your part.
1: Here's why it's and I, and not frankly, because the, sir, the here, here's frankly, why it's here's sir. why it's not here's why it's not because the equal number of Democrats and Republicans is a massive irrelevancy compared to what this thing would be viewed as. It would be breathlessly, hyperbolically clever covered by a media culture that would look to this stupid commission as an opportunity to bludgeon Trump to to blame him as if he incited the thing. Do you believe he incited that that riot?
0: I believe, sir, that without the claim that the election was. Do you believe that that Trump incited the riot?
1: Do you believe that Trump incited the riot?
0: I think he caused it to happen with
1: his life. That 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 is yes. incitement, and that's a, you've made my point perfectly for me because that completely baseless belief would infect and infuse this entire dog and pony show. The very good question so, you asked, so "How in the world?" The it, very good question you asked, "How in the world could this even happen?" is a really good question, and that's something you could have investigations into. Heck, well, you know, one, one episode of a TV show could probably ask enough questions about that. Go ahead. Well,
0: sir, I, I wonder. I I wonder. Are you actually suggesting that without the claim the election was tainted, it would have happened anyway?
1: Are you are you not at all? Not at all. What what we had, we we had a provably we we had a
0: finish my point. Oh, go ahead.
1: Sir, if I can just
0: finish my thought, I would really well, appreciate
1: it. Then do it and stop talking about it. Go ahead.
0: I know you're not comfortable. I know you're not comfortable with the point I'm trying to make, sir. But um, if, if, if I, capable, John, if I were that not comfortable out. with
1: you, if I were not comfortable with you, you would have been long gone. Stop the posturing and make your point. Go ahead.
0: I'm. I guess I'm waiting for you to do the same.
1: Then you can wait a little longer. 1 8 Prager 776. 1 8 Prager 776. Good God, don't waste my time or the audience's time. In fact, maybe we can. In fact, in deference to a couple of decent points the gentleman made, there are uh, absolute questions as to how the Capitol was that vulnerable. Absolutely. And in fact, a couple of. Uh, one one of our own DFW area congressmen and one other, you know, lovely lady from Oklahoma, uh, have this idea in their head that what that we need this January sixth commission sort of to ask what Nancy Pelosi knew and and what what the Capitol Police said or didn't say and and look those are thoroughly decent questions that that bear that deserve some level of attention not through the vehicle of this predatory malicious political theater that is the only thing that would come of it of any consequence is the bludgeoning of trump and the bludgeoning of his voters this january 6th commission must be stopped it will die in the senate i believe and thank god now as for the gentleman this may be satisfactory to him or not i have no idea why did this happen it wasn't because of any lie it was because of some truth here's some truth This election result is tainted forever. It is in doubt forever. Skepticism is appropriate forever because of laws changed on the fly, unconstitutionally, uh, sacrificed on a phony altar of COVID caution. We will never know how many votes were counted that should not have been. I don't know it. It's not a provable number. and That's why state-by-state challenges before various state judges were never going to happen. But the challenge that came from my state, from Texas, from our Attorney General Ken Paxton, that said, look, the Constitution was was w- w- was bludgeoned with these on-the-fly changes in election procedure. That caused valid concern. Some of those people, for some of them, protesting was not enough. They rioted, and that was bad. Back in a moment.
2: Forever. 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 <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about an interesting supplement that has made a big deal in my life. I had the the pins and needles feeling in my feet. I've had it for about 25 years. It got quite intense. So, among the things I did is I had inserts put in, which helped because it lifted the bone from the nerve. And I threw away the inserts last year after I started taking Nerve Renew. I read about Nerve Renew on the internet and so I tried it out and amazingly, after about a year, it doesn't happen overnight, I got rid of the inserts I had worn for 10 years. It, it's minimal, the uh, the pins and needles effect that I have. I'd like you to try it out. Go to NerveRenew.com. They offer a two-week trial of their product and a one-year money-back guarantee. At NerveRenew.com, or your two-week trial now. I asked them to advertise. That's how effective I think the product is, NerveRenew.com. .com Dennis Prager
1: show for this Thursday May 27th Mark Davis filling in from the Big DFW hope all is well with you do you get the feeling that uh, the nasty virus is loosening its grip on us. And with it, some of the authoritarian rules, very cool. I'm enjoying that. feel like we're on a good path, a little light at the end of the tunnel. But you know what? Uh, financial markets remain unpredictable, and it has not been a smooth ride for things like uh, mortgage rates. Andrew and Todd are here to help you manage market volatility, help you get into a better financial situation. A lot of major banks and lenders are pushing back, On loans and suspending refi applications, not Andrew and Todd with our friends at Sierra Pacific Mortgage. They are clocked in, working hard, remotely, ready to advise you on what's best in your situation. The decline in rates... Is bringing about a boom in refinancing. So if you're considering a refi, a new purchase, a cash out refi, a reverse mortgage, all of these things, don't wait on the sidelines. Let's go. Rates are volatile. No guarantee they're going to drop any further. So go to Andrew and Todd with two Ds, AndrewandTodd.com, and let them help you navigate these challenging times. Here's their phone number: 1172 or Andrew and Todd. All right, we are in L.A. Brent, hey, Mark Davison for Dennis, welcome. How are you?
0: Hello, Mark. Hey. Yeah, I, I wanted to thank you and to bless you for starting your show with an appeal to God and to heaven. Well, thank to promote, you. Pr- well, to, to, pr- to promote and protect and illuminate America once again to our creed and our transcendent mission. But all I would request is the addition of the Pledge of Allegiance,
1: <laughs> and maybe and maybe some national anthem, and maybe the Federalist Papers. No, I love all those <laughs> things. I do I'm, I'm teasing affectionately. Yeah, I, uh, I. I'll tell you the story of the Prairie. Is um, it was? It seems like five years ago now, but it was fourteen months, I guess. I was on vacation during spring break. Imagine that spring break, taking some time off. And it was, you know, the, one of those middle weeks of March last year. Remember that. And it was a staycation. So I wasn't deployed on some beach somewhere, some foreign capital. I was at the house getting some stuff done with my wife and my kids. It was great. Love the staycation. And then my wife and I were out for dinner at a Dallas restaurant on Wednesday night, whatever date that was. And it's like the world fell apart around the building. Uh, or, or COVID just, I, I made the tentacles metaphor it it wrapped around our necks our waiter comes up and says hey man uh tom hanks has it so i beg your pardon <laughs> tom hanks has the covid i'm like oh bummer i hope he's okay and then you know the, the, the next trip back was like uh the nba just shut down its season i'm sorry it's season not this week or this month but they they, they shut down the season And it's at that point that I realized the world was just spinning wildly out of orbit around the restaurant in which we sat. Made a couple of phone calls and said, "Uh, God bless the fill-in hosts, (laughs) something I would say at this setting. God bless the fill-in hosts, but i got to get back. I will be back on the air doing my own show, ripping myself off the vacation treadmill and back into the seat tomorrow morning, Thursday morning. And I was there. And as I walked into the building, I, I thought I'm going to be talking to an audience that is bewildered, maybe has some fears, Lord knows, concerns, uh, and, and you know. And listen, it could be COVID fears or economic fears. The shutdown of the world cost so many livelihoods and jobs, and 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 households and dreams and retirements, and just so much damage. All on this altar of bringing down deaths to the lowest number possible. I'm a big fan of bringing down the number of deaths. But, wow, we'll debate probably forever the balance we struck on that. So I said, look, as we face not just a virus, but some shutdowns that are absolutely going to be seized onto by authoritarians, large and small. I said, you know, the show I do has always been done with a very mindful of God, and I, I talk about him a lot, and I talk with him a lot. Off the air. But I said, you know what? Let's talk to him on the air. And I began each day with a prayer. COVID's getting better now. The restrictions are being lifted now. The prayer is not going anywhere. But Are you telling me that if COVID's totally gone and the restrictions are totally gone and maybe we get a Republican House and a Republican Senate and a Republican president in 2024, that prayer will no longer be a good idea? I assert that it will. So life can get better, life can get worse. I will pray at the beginning of every talk show I do. So thank you, sir appreciate it very, very much. All right, let's see here. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, at Mark Davis, because we hop into a break here. You can uh, shoot me stuff during the breaks, and I'll take a look at those. And we'll come back and hop back onto uh, the phone with more of you. 1-8-Prager-776. 1-8-Prager-776. Uh, if you're listening, we thank you, however that might be. You can watch the proceedings at DennisPrager.com and go to, the, go to that website for all things Dennis. Mark Davis, in for Dennis, back on the phones with you next on this wonderful Thursday. The Dennis Prager Show live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. Dennis Prager show on this Thursday, 27th day of May. Mark Davis in for Dennis. Let's hop back to your calls. A little gun grabbing, little January 6th commission, little this, little that. Uh, all available for your comment at 1 8 Prager 776. 1 8 Prager 776. We are in Sherman Oaks, California. Shane, hey, Mark Davis in for Dennis. How are you?
0: Good, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Um, something nobody ever seems to mention on radio or TV or that I never heard of. This guy who killed the nine people in San Jose and then himself, doesn't anybody think that his soul might meet up with those nine souls on the other side of life? And they're going to do what they feel is necessary to this guy somehow or another. Like one guy might be saying, I was about to attend my daughter's graduation and you just ruined it.
1: Well, okay. Uh, (laughs) where where, where to begin on this little uh, short story, the likelihood of any concept of satisfying earthly vengeance that you and I might uh, chat about over coffee is probably not likely in the glory of the afterlife where all of the slings and arrows of this life become suddenly and completely irrelevant. It also suggests that the shooter and the nine victims are going to the same place. I have no idea about uh, the nine people who were were brutally killed, and I I pray for them and for their their fate in the life after this one. Um, Suicide is a a grave sin, and so... um, We can put that, uh, just file that away and and see what we think about that. Uh, 1-8 Prager 776. We are in Detroit. Dale, hey. Mark, hang on a second. Wrong thing. Here we go. Hey, Dale. Mark Davis, how are you? What's up?
0: Hey, Mark. Howdy. I want you to know that uh, through your shows and um, your book, Uh, Upside Down, you've changed my mind on several issues. Well, thank you. And I'm about... and I'm about ready to change yours and make you even lean more to the right. That's so one awesome. Of things, one of the things you said is you said, okay, we, maybe, so I think you said strap a howitzer on your shoulder and shoot it.
1: Right. Let me quote myself correctly and then go wherever you want. The, the Second Amendment is what it is about self-protection, but you know, it doesn't uh, necessarily entitle you to have a tank in your front yard or have some rocket-propelled grenade on your shoulder. Go ahead.
0: And, and and I think it does, and I'm going to, and I'm going to tell you everything, every reason why, um,
1: yes.
0: that I think you can own everything up to a nuclear weapon if you want, and, and this is why. There, yes. We all know the, the Second Amendment, and I'm not going to read it, but there's, I read. there's part of the Bill of Rights that many people don't know, and that's the preamble to the Bill of Rights, because it's not in the Constitution. The preamble was, was um, in when they originally introduced it, there was actually 12 amendments, the first two got dropped. Let me read the first sentence of the preamble, because that's the key to everything. It says, the conventions of a number of states, having at the time of the adoption of the Constitution, expressed a desire in order to prevent misconstruction or abuse of its powers that the further declaratory and restrictive clauses okay. should be But My brain is leaking order, out my ears,
1: so you got to bottom line it for on. me and tell me what the, what the, what the, so, what the meaning so of that is.
0: in order... In order to prevent the misconstruction and abuse of its powers, it right. being, being the federal government that's under the laws of the Constitution. Right. In other words, all of these, the first ten amendments in the Bill of Rights, mm-hmm. are there to prevent the government from abusing its powers. And you can't do that we, we unless all know that. the people are, are, are armed with, to the same level as the government is.
1: Well, and, and, and that's it's that important cannon. to know that the, the the Second Amendment is not about sporting, uh, is not about sport shooting, it's not about exactly. hunting. It is about defending against tyranny. Uh, if, 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 I, I have no personal qualm with with somebody wanting to own whatever size weaponry they wish, presuming they're law abiding people with no you know mental health history. Uh, I guess the constitutional question is is the is the right to bear arms abridged? If we take our biggest, heaviest—I mean, listen—government has tanks. You telling me that I should be able to have a tank?
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. that's probably and, not going to fly. This was brought up later on. This I was, know. was actually brought up in letter, the letter of Marquis and a reprisal during the War of eighteen twelve. Yep. They asked Can citizens own cannons, which were at mm. the time the biggest yep. weapons that the, the government had, and they said yes.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You offer this up as an opportunity to rethink. Do, can, do I care if a citizen has a tank? My answer would be depends on the citizen. So I guess that's uh, that's probably. Well, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah.
0: C- can the government say we're going to tax you? We're going to require you training. We're going to do all that. They can do that, but they can't say you can't own it.
2: Hmm.
1: Here's the, the one thing. And this, I believe, was an Antonin Scalia point. So I certainly was going to pay attention to that. To keep and bear arms. To bear means to carry. And I think he carried through his glorious life as a constitutionalist, the notion of something in terms of weaponry that you can carry. I'm probably going to go with that. 1 8 Prager 776. We are in Chicago. Art. Hey, Mark Davis, welcome in for Dennis. Nice to have you.
0: Hi, Mr. Davis. Hey. Uh, I'm calling about the, you know, you had that guy giving you a hard time about January 6th earlier. Right. Is this guy not seen the video of that uh, guy? I think he's a congressman from Oregon who was opening a side door. Uh, to let these rioters in, and then he walks around the building and goes back in another door. I
1: couldn't oh, possibly care of less, officers. I waiting. couldn't, I, oh, yeah. I couldn't, oh. I couldn't possibly care less. I, I, I say that with, with, with all love. Who opened a door? Who opened a gate? They all, all of it. There's so much, so many squillions of feet of video of all this, and people go, oh, look at this. There's a bus that rolled up that said, "Just stop it, stop it." This is why we do not, in fact, need the January. Sixth Commission. We know what happened. It is burned into history. It is an unpleasant, horrible moment in the midst of what could have been a a great day. I don't think it was going to prevail. I don't pretend for a moment. I remember the shows I was doing. Look look at me. I'm doing a a local morning show here in Dallas-Fort Worth. And as that as that day unfolded, I said, "You know what? I I don't know if we're going to prevail today." that all of a sudden they're going to stop the electoral count because we have suddenly raised uh, such a magnificent uh, constitutional argument against it that will be received by a, a majority of, of Congress and the whole election will go to the House of Representatives. I don't know if we're going to prevail. I don't think we are. But history will record that we fought to the last moment and did so honorably. And the fact that so much dishonorable behavior commanded the, uh, the history of that day is just extremely, extremely unfortunate. Mark Davison for Dennis. Be right back. The Dennis Prager Show. And believe you me, Hugh knows a thing or two about Nixon. They were they were running buddies for a while there, and uh, he is a font of information on such things. So that is a good chapter of the Prager U. Every chapter of Prager U is great. All right, 1-8 Prager 776. Mark Davis in for Dennis. We are in Illinois. Lisa, hey, Mark Davis, welcome in for Dennis. Nice to have you.
3: Hey, uh, Mark, how are you today? I'm good. Listen, I I love the Dennis Prager show, and honestly, I love when you sub in for him. I Thanks. was heading into the uh, the uh, department store um, just at the time of your prayer, and I appreciated it so much. When I came out, I flipped you back on, and, and the uh, gentleman had called in regarding the, the nine people that had died in Texas mm-hmm. and were shot, you know, Go by the, the gentleman, or the, the person who then took his own life and Mm -hmm. and you made a quick comment beyond i loved your answer by the way but but you did make a comment about suicide being a grave sin and didn't elaborate after that and i just wanted to um maybe help you to to look Hmm. a little bit deeper in what you said i know that you are a christian um what depth what depth
1: did i not achieve Uh, suicide is sin it shows disregard for the life that is a gift from God. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know the grand definite yes or no binary answer to is it even possible to go to heaven if, you, if the last thing you do is kill yourself. Um, I know what redemption is. I know what salvation is. And they are based on contrition. They are based on repentance, which it is impossible to do if the last thing you did was commit the sin. Actually,
3: God has such grace. That in that very, very microsecond, only He knows if you have regret and if you have that repentance between the time you might pull the trigger or overdose on those drugs to the time that you take your last breath. So. Like you said, it's not up, you know. To us, I think that's judgment.
1: fair. I, I think so I think that's good. fair. With time very short, I think I think that's very fair. Uh, I guess I was just, the way this guy went probably blew his brains out. Not a lot of time for thinking about it. Like it is, if you gobble a bunch of pills, yes, some self awareness and some genuine repentance are possible in some cases. Also, I would think God would smile. Smile. God would uh, welcome the notion of somebody. Who had led a, 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 a sufficiently uh, devout life, uh, and, and just didn't had and no control over what he was doing. Just had absolutely no. It is the definition of some mental illness, is that you just don't know what you're doing, and are thus to be held somewhat less responsible for it. Yes, no, no I'm blanket right. answer exists. No, I and I think you're absolutely right about that. Uh, I will tell you this: is with in the thing of big mystery, if anybody's thinking about uh, that that dire uh, action. Um just don't do it for for a number of reasons. No quick exit is worth uh, a questionable eternity. I can't bother it.